Here's a thought I'll title, The Goal of Exposure. Like so many of you, I suspect, my fundamental philosophy about the technical parts of exposure and development in the gel and silver years in particular was derived from those wonderful Ansel Adams books on the technology of the wet darkroom. What a tremendous gift he gave to the world by sharing everything he knew about gel and silver materials. It's just marvelous. In my opinion, an historic high point in the world of fine art photography, because he demonstrated that the magic of photography is not in the technology. That's something we can share. It's in the artistry, which is something we each have to develop on our own. Well, anyway, his key idea was that the purpose of exposure and development was to create the best negatives for printing. And it occurs to me that that's still the objective today in determining exposure for the digital world. There is, however, a considerable difference. And I'm not sure that my thoughts on this are earth-shattering, but they're worth thinking about, I think. In the gel and silver days, the objective was to get enough exposure that when the film was developed, there would be detail in the deepest shadows. that zone 2 and zone 3. So it was exposed for the shadows, developed for the highlights. And if you didn't expose for the shadows to preserve detail in those shadows, then all else was lost because all the developing in the world wouldn't create details in the shadows. So we spent most of our attention and energy on the shadow areas of the eventual print. At least, that's the way I was taught. You metered for Zone 2 or Zone 3 and used a spot meter to do that so that you could place those tones exactly on the toe of the curve where you wanted it to be so that there would be detail. And then, through trial and error, you formulated development strategies so that the development of the negative would almost by default create the shadows because you would expose them there, but it would create just exactly the right amount of density to create a highlight. And you could control that highlight, depending on the contrast of the scene, by underdeveloping or overdeveloping, etc. Those of you who are zone system people, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and this probably brings back fond memories. But I think it's curious that the effective approach in the digital world is kind of the opposite. We don't expose for the shadows and develop for the highlights. At least that's not my strategy. My strategy is to expose for the highlights and then develop or process for the shadows. The worst thing that can happen for me is if I don't expose properly and I blow out the highlights. Because once those highlights are blown out and there's no detail there because you overpowered the sensor with too much light, you're sunk. There's no way you're ever going to get those highlights back. So you expose to preserve the highlight detail. And then, if necessary, you pull detail out of the shadows, relying heavily on the dynamic range of the sensor and Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever software's ability to recover those details by adding brightness to them in processing. So, curiously enough, even though our goals are the same, to use exposure to create the right kind of print, 
The implementation of the technological strategy is exactly the opposite. I guess I use sort of a modified ETTR, exposed to the right, because what I want to do is exposed to the right just enough to create whites that preserve detail and no more, which is why the most useful tool in my digital camera is the zebra stripe, and I can't imagine trying to do digital photography without relying heavily on those zebra stripes so that you don't overexpose the whites and lose them forever, like we had to make sure we didn't underexpose the shadows in film days in order to not lose them forever. I guess that's kind of the yin and yang of photographic technology. Copyright 2024, Lenswork Publishing.